Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on Family Worship Center Online. Well, uh, I, uh, I'm standing on the platform here on Sunday morning in our worship facility, uh, looking out over the chairs, which are normally full of beautiful faces, uh, but you're not here today. And uh, the F, in fact, the FWC campus is fairly quiet with only a few staff members and worship team members here. And, and didn't the worship team do a great job? That was live. That was not a recorded worship service. That was live. And uh, they did a fantastic job. Now, we do have a team of computer technology gurus that are standing by on their laptops. They're four to ten-year-olds. No, 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 really. They are, they are our media team. Uh, they're millennials. And they're standing by on their laptops in another part of our facility. And they're waiting to comment on your request, your prayer request. They're willing to say hi to you. So if you're watching us online today, uh, be sure to say something. Type in a little message. Tell us where you're watching from. We have people every Sunday morning that watch us from all over the world. Missionaries and friends watch us from all over the world. We have, we have missionaries who have told us, uh, you're our Sunday morning, your church is our Sunday morning service. We don't get it to Sunday night or we get it Saturday night, wherever they are in the world, but they say your church, your live stream is our Sunday morning service. So wherever you're watching from, if it's another state or another country, or if it's right here in the greater Middle Tennessee area, would you, uh, would you just tell us where you're watching from? We'd love to hear from you today. Uh, if you have prayer requests, be sure to send them in. And we'll have a team of staff people, and we will pray over those requests this very week. And as always, the FWC staff is available for you during this uh, difficult season. Just uh, yesterday, we had one of our staff members who was uh, uh, visited seven different grocery stores trying to find some things that one of our elderly church members needed that they can get out. The elderly church member couldn't get out. And uh, so one of our staff members was out shopping for them. And I want you to know, especially to our, to our people who are struggling with sickness or some of our senior saints, we're going to be here all week long. And uh, we want to minister to you and help you if you do not feel comfortable getting out going to the grocery store. In fact, I would encourage you not to get out if at all possible. That's why we have millennials and youth pastors and children's pastors. They're invincible. So we'll just send them into the battle and uh, they'll be all right. And we'll get your milk and eggs and bring it right to you. I promise you we will. Now by this time on a normal Sunday, the FWC campus is buzzing with activity. Friends are enjoying the coffee bar. In fact, I went out there earlier right when I got here this morning and the coffee bar was shut down. I'm the pastor and the coffee bar is shut down. Uh, People are hanging out with folks in the atrium. Uh, They haven't seen in a week or two. Children are laughing and playing and uh, playing nine square and different games in the children facility. On a normal Sunday morning as you drove into the FWC campus, you would have been greeted by one of our friendly and wonderful parking ministry team members. You would have been greeted by one of our wonderful, friendly frontline team members at the front door of our church. On a normal Sunday morning, by now, your children would have been immersed in a safe, joyful atmosphere 
of praise and worship uh, in children's ministry. By now, they would be hearing the Word of God taught by a dynamic children's ministry team. They would be moving from small groups to games to activities, having the time of their life. All of this enjoying a wonderful time with old friends and making new friends. On a normal Sunday morning, a team of FWC members would be getting prepared right now to minister at Adam's Place Memory Care Unit. Each week, we have a team of ministers that go to Adam's Place, which is right down the road from our campus here, and they lead in singing and teaching and prayer to the patients, to the staff, and to the patients' families at Adam's Place. On a normal Sunday morning, our 6th through 8th graders would be enjoying their worship service right now, led by a great team of leaders who love middle schoolers. Can you believe that? There are people who want to work with middle schoolers. And finally, on a normal Sunday morning, the offerings would have already been taken. The ushers will have been seated Bubba, my right-hand man, would have given me the nod that everything is okay, and Amanda would have winked at me at least twice on a normal Sunday morning. But as we all know, this is not a normal Sunday morning. In fact, we need to be prepared that we may not see normal Sunday mornings for several weeks. Our nation has been invaded not by an enemy army, not by foreign government or aliens from outer space. Our nation has been invaded by an enemy virus, which is highly contagious and it's very deceptive. According to the World Health Organization, the coronaviruses are a large family of viruses causing illness from the common cold to more severe respiratory viruses. Coronavirus disease, which they are referring to as COVID-19, is a new strain of viruses that was discovered in 2019 and has never been found in humans before. Coronaviruses are are zootonic, zoonotic, Z-O-O-N-O-T-I-C. They come from animals meaning they're transmitted between animals and people. Detailed investigations tells us that the disease SARS, which was big several years ago, was transmitted from cats to humans. And MERS, M-E-R-S, was transmitted from camels to humans. Several known coronaviruses are circulating in animals even today that have not yet infected humans. Most scientists believe that this which we're dealing with today, COVID-19, is a bat-borne virus, meaning it originated in bats. According to our best scientists and doctors, COVID-19, what they know so far, is transmitted from people who already have the virus. The disease can spread from person to person through small droplets from the nose or mouth which are spread when a person with COVID-19 coughs or exhales. These droplets land on objects 
and surfaces around the person. Other people then catch COVID-19 by touching these objects or surfaces, then touching their eyes, nose, and mouth. People can also catch COVID-19 if they breathe in droplets from a person with COVID-19 who coughs or exhales droplets. This is why it's important to stay three feet away from everyone during this season. By now... By now, hopefully most everyone realizes this is not all media hype. This situation which our nation is facing is not an attempt of our government to take away our religious rights. And it's not a conspiracy to dethrone President Trump. This is a real situation. We are facing a real enemy. It's a real virus, a plague which has come upon and invaded our nation to kill, steal, and destroy. It has sin and Satan all over it. It's not a judgment from God and a judgment on the people on on earth. This virus has has not been sent from heaven... I've seen people on social media and had people ask me, do you think God's judging us? This virus has not been sent from heaven to teach us some type of lesson. God sent His Son, Jesus. He gave us His Word, the Bible, and He sent the teacher, the Holy Spirit, to teach us. We, God doesn't use viruses or sickness to teach people anything. Now, you can learn some things, maybe because you slow down and finally listen, but you could have learned those things from the Word and from the Holy Spirit without ever getting sick. So this is not a heaven-sent judgment upon planet Earth. Heaven doesn't have viruses. There's no sickness there, so it has no viruses. Just think. People say, well, this might be to teach us something. Just think about that logic. Just think about it for just a second. If you believe God has sent a plague on our world and our nation and our state to teach us something, then don't practice social distancing. Don't practice it. And then if you believe that God has sent them this, don't practice quarantining. If you believe that COVID-19 is from God to teach you something, then go find someone who is infected and have them spit on you because you need to learn some more things. How, how crazy is that thinking? How illogical is that thinking? How unbiblical is that thinking? No, a thousand times no. Common sense in the Bible teaches us that this virus is not from God. This enemy is from Satan. This enemy is caused by the fall of man and the curse that is upon this world. Remember the Bible? Remember what Jesus said, John chapter 10, verse number 10? He says, the thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So let's just look at it. What is this virus doing? It's stealing. It's stealing our money. It's stealing our time. It's stealing our quality of life. It's killing. It's already killed people around the world. It's destroying. It's destroying economies. It's destroying families. It's destroying industry. That's the devil. Jesus came to give life rich and a satisfying life. That virus is not doing this. So let's get our believing right. 
COVID-19 is the product of a fallen world cursed by sin. Let me give you another scripture. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says this, You know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Notice that Jesus went about doing good, and notice what his good was. He was healing. He was healing. Jesus heals. He doesn't make people sick. He was healing. Who was he healing? Everyone that was sick. It's God's will that this virus be stopped in our nation and the sick be made well. So let's get our believing right. This is not a conspiracy to take away my right to practice my religious freedoms. It's not a conspiracy to get rid of our president. I'm so thankful for a president and for a governor and for a mayor and various mayors and governors all over the United States who recognize the danger of this plague and have called upon the American people to practice self-restraint and quarantine and social distancing. I appreciate it. They're not looking for power. They're looking for health and safety for the American public. COVID-19 is an enemy virus that has been leashed upon our planet to steal, kill, and destroy. So this new enemy has arrived. So what are we to do about it? If someone tried to get in your home and steal your possessions or inflict harm upon your family, you wouldn't neglect that and pay no attention. You wouldn't be sitting there watching TV and invite them in and tell them to go and get something out of the refrigerator, take whatever they needed. You would do everything in your power to defend your home, your family, and stop the enemy. So what must we do about this situation? Well, as I was, I've been praying all week long and and, and just spending a lot of quiet time with the Lord. Lord, what are we going to do? I've never pastored. Uh, this is a first for me. Now, when I first started out in ministry, I, I, <laughs> I preached to a lot of empty seats. <laughs> and I know why. I wouldn't have been there to hear me either. That's why I burned all those tapes. Uh, but I've never, I've never pastored. I've never pastored in a season where people had to stay in their home. I've never pastored in a season where people were scared about next week's paycheck. There have always been changes in the market and changes in the economy, but this is far sweeping. This, is, this hits everybody. I've never been in a season. I've never pastored in a season where every day I have to pray vigilantly and feel a burden to pray for our health care workers. We have multiple health care workers here in our church family, nurses, doctors, EMTs. We have people that work in doctor's offices that are dealing with the sick every day. And I want to encourage you, whatever you're doing, as you're home, wherever you're quarantining, you need to take some time. Would you take some time and pray for these people? They're on the front lines of the battle. Just like we have prayed for our military when they've gone into conflict in other nations, I want you to know an enemy has come. It's the COVID-19 virus, and the military we have working against that right now is our first responders, our doctors, our nurses, our healthcare professionals. And we need to uplift them up in prayer as much as we did our military in days of Afghanistan war, Vietnam war, and things of that nature. So what are we going to do? There's a verse of Scripture that came to mind. 
this past week. And it's in Psalms chapter 68, verse number 1. I like it in the New Living Translation. It says, let God arise, or the New Living Translation says, rise up, O God, and scatter your enemies. The New King James Version says, let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. You know what this verse says? When God stands up, the enemy flees. When God stands up, the enemy flees. Now, now let me take a little theological liberty here. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is the body of Christ on earth today. So if God's going to stand up on earth, it has to be the church of the Lord Jesus Christ standing up today. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26 says, If one member suffers, we all the members suffer. Or if one member is honored, all the members are honored. Verse 27, now talking to Christians, he says, You are the body of Christ, and members in particular. So we're the body of Christ. So when the Bible says, let God arise, that's talking about the church standing up. Let the church stand up, and when the church stands up, The enemy will be scattered. The enemy will flee. The church, we believers, have authority in the the spirit realm over this vile virus and disease. Jesus said it this way. Luke chapter 10, verse 17 through 19. He said, when the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him. Yes, he told them. I saw, they reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. They stood up and the devils submitted to them. Even the demons obey us when we use your name. Jesus said, yes, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I've given you authority. Now listen to this. I've given you authority. Jesus said, I've given the disciples, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, authority over all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. Let me take a little more theological liberty. He might have said it this way. Look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk upon every virus that a bat, a cat, or a camel will place upon mankind, and nothing will hurt you. It's with our authority. Then it says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 15, then he asked them, but who do you say that I am? He's talking to his disciples. Simon Peter said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church the church, the body of Christ, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. This thing is not going to destroy us. It cannot destroy us. We've already got the Lord's word on it. All the powers of hell cannot conquer it. We've already seen that this virus is coming from the source of hell, Satan himself. He can't defeat us, and he can't defeat our nation because of it. He said, I will build my church upon this rock, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Now listen to what he says, verse 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. 
whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let the church stand up and start using their spiritual power and authority where? In prayer. The first place we must stand up as a church to defeat this enemy is prayer. That's our greatest weapon. James chapter 5 verse 16 says, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, the effective, the effective fervent prayer of righteous people makes much power available or avails much. Notice he says the effect. He just didn't say prayer. Oh, God, help us. I hear people. Oh, God, help us. Oh, God, help us. Oh, God, help us. Listen, it's the effective prayer. If prayer can be effective, then it can be ineffective. Not all prayer is effective. Some prayer is out of fear. Some prayer is out of doubt. Some prayer is out of desperation. He says the effective, fervent, intense prayer of a righteous man avails much. In the King James it says that. That that word avails means it makes much power available. Let God arise. Who's God on earth? It's the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let the church arise and in prayer start praying effectively and it'll make power available. Don't pray out of desperation. Pray from a position of domination. Let me repeat that. Don't pray this week when you pray. When you pray this afternoon. When you hear bad news. When you read something terrible online, on social media. When you watch the news and read and hear something and see something that's very disturbing. And it, you, it makes you want to cry out in desperation. Don't pray out of desperation. You pray out of domination. You are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you stand up, the enemies flee and scatter. Remember what he said in Luke chapter 10, verse number 17. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us in your name. He said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. So pray in domination, not out of a position of desperation. And how do we stand up? Pray in faith, not in fear. Pray in faith, not in fear. Mark chapter 11, verse 22, Then Jesus said to the disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, this virus, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must believe It will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you receive it, it will be yours. You know, the church needs to stand up and start declaring, this thing is going down. It's not going to destroy our nation. It's not going to destroy my family. It's not going to destroy our economy. It's not going to destroy my business. This thing is going down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are praying, and we're praying in faith, believing. We're not praying and hoping, waiting to see the circumstances to see if it works. We're praying in faith, believing. Pray in faith, not in fear. So the enemy virus has arrived. What do we do about it? Well, we're going to rise up. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. How are we going to rise up? We're going to rise up in prayer. And we're going to rise up and declare God's protection over our family. Exodus chapter 12 tells the amazing Old Testament story 
how the children of Israel are, are slaves for 400 years to the nation of Egypt. And all of a sudden, their cry is heard before the Lord. And the Lord sends a deliverer by the name of Moses to go to Pharaoh and said, Let my people go that they may worship me. And Pharaoh refuses. After time and time and time again, Pharaoh refuses. And the Bible says that God said to Moses to, to go and tell Pharaoh that the plagues are going to start. And the whole reason of the plagues was to get the people into a place of safety and out of bondage. And it comes down to the very last one, the one in which the firstborn of all the land are killed by a plague. Exodus chapter 12, verses 12 through 13, the Bible says, For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This plague, notice he said this plague was sweeping through the land. It was killing people. And the Lord had already told the church, the children of Israel, at that time the children of Israel, his people, he told them, He said, go and kill a spotted lamb, an unblemished lamb, an unspotted lamb, and kill it as a sacrifice and spread its blood over the doorpost of your house. And he says, when the plague comes through, listen, when the plague comes through, the plague will be rejected by the blood. The plague cannot get into the house. It can't go past the bloodline. It has no authority over the blood. Remember what Jesus said? I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And when the plague came through the nation of Egypt, those people that had the blood over their doorpost, they were spared. Their family was spared. Now let me t- take a little side journey here. I've had people say, well, I got faith. I'm full of faith. I'm full of faith. And uh, I'm just going to do what I'm going to normally do and not worry about it. Listen, don't tempt God. The Bible says the people of the Israelites in Egypt, they had to stay in their house. They had to quarantine in their house when the plague was going by. If they would have been outside, out from under the, uh, the word of the Lord, out from under the blood, tempting God, being rebellious, and not doing what God said, they would have suffered the same fate as the people of of Egypt. Understand, we have the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that covers us and our family. The blood upon the doorpost was the blood of an unblemished lamb. Listen to John chapter 1 verse 29. The next day John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. And then listen to what Revelation, the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 4 and 5 says, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is, who was, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before the throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us, 
from our sins in his own blood. The enemy of virus cannot overcome the blood of the Lamb. And you and I, who are children of the Most High God, are covered by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the plague cannot get to us. And you declare that every day. There was an old term we used to use years ago. I would hear from the old timers. They'd use years ago. It was talked about. They talked about pleading the blood. I'll plead the, I'm pleading the blood over my family. I'm pleading the blood over my life. And what they were literally saying was, we declare that the blood of Jesus covers us in the spiritual realm. And because it covers us in the spiritual realm, the natural realm is defeated. Things of the devil is defeated in our life in the natural realms because he's given us all power, all authority over the power of the enemy. So use that old term if you need to. Every day Amanda and I get up and say, we plead the blood over our children. We plead the blood over our grandchildren. We plead the blood over our house. We plead the blood over our, our, our finances. We plead the blood. Satan, you cannot destroy it. You cannot cross the bloodline. We are covered with the blood of the Lamb. So the enemy virus has arrived. So what do we do about it? We pray. We rise up. We're the church. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. We pray. We rise up. We declare God's protection over our family. And then what else? Well, we quarantine with God. You know, there's a lot about quarantining today. I, Amanda and I, for the last two days, have spent the, the day in the house. And I've had two days. I've had enough of the. I mean, I love her. Don't take me wrong. I love her, but I'm telling you what. There's only so much TV, you can, there's only so much praying you can do. I, I've prayed so much in the last two days, even my, uh, even my little Sheltie, Annie's starting to pray in tongues. I, she, it's just amazing. How it's, it's gotten, it's gotten, I mean, I, we're going to go for quite a while. That's what they're telling us. God's going to have to help us. But, um, you know, we're talking about quarantining. Why don't you use this time to quarantine with God? If we got to get shut up, let's just don't get shut up with the news. Let's just don't get shut up with Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. Let's don't get shut up with Snapchat. Let's get shut up with God. Use this time to grow in your relationship with the Lord and to slow down to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you. The Bible talks about quarantine. The Bible talks about being quarantined with God. Listen to this chapter. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Now that's, that's getting quarantined. That's you and God in a secret place. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. I thank God for our president. I thank God for our governor. I thank God for our mayor. But my trust is in the Lord. My God in him I trust. Surely, listen to what he says. He shall deliver us from the snare of the fowler, the, the trap. And from the perilous pestilence. That's what we're facing. A pestilence, a plague. And he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth, his word. Quarantine with God. Read a little bit in the Bible. Listen to worship music. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, 
nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that wastes at noonday. Now listen to this. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come close to you. I've received calls. I've received emails. I've received texts from people who say, Pastor, people are, people are getting sick all around me. People are getting sick. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? You quarantine with God. The Bible says a thousand will fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh you. You declare the blood of Jesus, the Word of God, and the power of God over your life. And watch Psalm 91 take place. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. You'll see it on TV. You'll see it in social media. But it's not going to come close to you and your family. Why? Because you've made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, what? Your quarantine, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you. Nor shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They will, they in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. The enemy virus has arrived. So what do we do about it? Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let the church rise up. And let's put this devil of a virus out of this nation. In Jesus' name, we pray. What do we do? We declare God's protection over our family. What else do we do? We quarantine with God. We find Him to be our refuge and our habitation. And then finally, what do we do? We submit to the wisdom of our authorities. Submit to the wisdom of our authorities. Listen to what Romans chapter 13 says. Romans chapter 13, verse 1 says, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, now listen, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist, listen to this now, those who resist will bring judgment upon themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. The Bible says here, in times like these, our authorities are here to protect us, so we need to submit to what they say to do. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, stay home. Stay home unless work or emergency requires you to leave your house. Stay home. Practice social distancing. That's what they've asked us to do, to stay three feet apart. Now, I have a hard time. Amanda's, she's a hugger, and, you know, and I ask her to wash her hands and put a mask on before she hugs me, but she's trying her best. Avoid touching your eyes, your nose, and your mouth. Now, that's a hard thing, and that's a hard thing. That's a hard thing. Some of you are nose pickers, and that's a hard thing. Just ask the Lord to help you. He'll help you. He'll help you, okay? And then be diligent. Be diligent to practice proper hygiene, hand washing, 
multiple times a day. I've washed my hands more this past week that I'm having to use lotion. My hands getting dry and starting to crack. I've washed them so much. And all in an effort to be submissive to our authorities. To do everything in the spiritual and everything in the natural. And as I close, let me just say this to you. There's one verse of Scripture. One more verse of Scripture. Remember that verse in Psalm 68, verse 1? Let God arise. Let the church arise. And let his enemies be scattered. Well, there's another verse on down through there. Verse number 11 and verse number 12. The Lord gives the word. And a great army brings the good news. And enemy kings and armies flee. The Lord has given the word. We're going to get through this. We've got his power. We've got his authority. We have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We have the wisdom of God. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. The Lord gives the word and a great army, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, is bringing the good news. We will win this battle if we're obedient to do what the Lord tells us to do. I want to thank you for joining us today. Now, at this time in our service, we would have given an altar call. And I'd like to, if you're watching us by, by uh, online or on Facebook or watching us later in the day as we replay this, if you are scared, if you're fearful, if um, fear is trying to grip you and grip your heart, or maybe you've just tuned in flipping through your news feed and saw this good-looking preacher sharing the Word of God. And you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you'd like to. You've been playing around and all of a sudden you realize life and death are real things. And this thing's got you a little afraid. It's got you scared. It's got you thinking about the end of your life and your life and what you're doing with it. And you're ready to surrender your life to Christ. Can I pray with you right now? Just pray with me. Heavenly Father, as people watch this program, as they watch us online from their computer screens, their phones, their tablets, and you're stirring their heart, and some of them are scared. Amanda and I have been scared. Lord, right now, would you bring a peace that passes understanding and help them to realize that you will never leave them nor forsake them. And if there's people that are watching today, and there are some, who have not surrendered their life to Christ, Holy Spirit, as you're working on them now, as you're trying to convince them now to yield their heart, this is the time. Let them surrender now to you, asking you to come into their heart. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and save me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, normally at this time, at the end of our services and everybody who attends Family Worship Center understand this truth. At this moment, at the end of our services, I always bless our church family. So even though you're not here in front of me today, you're there. So I want to bless you before we get off the air. No evil shall befall you. No plague can come nigh you. The angels of God encamp about you. You are children of the Most High God. 
The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ covers you. It covers your family. It covers your children and your grandchildren. You are blessed of the Lord. And you are going to be protected this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today on Family Worship Center online. We'll see you next week. That's all we have for you today, family. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, if you're a first-time viewer, make sure to drop a comment below so that the team that we have in place is able to stay in touch and start some conversation. And remember, stay up to date by following all our social media and checking out our website at familywc.com.